0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider. Last night in the United States of America, the US Federal Reserve's Federal Open Market Committee cut interest rates by 25 basis points. This was a widely anticipated move, but there are a few interesting side shows as well. With me to discuss them is Head of Multi-Asset Income at Investec Asset Management in London, and that's John Stockford. What I found strange is that Jerome Powell, the chair, said economic conditions were favourable, and yet he went ahead and cut rates. Did you find it slightly peculiar?
1: Not really. I mean, what the Fed have been doing recently is is not really, I think, in line with what they've done historically. So they are responding to, in particular, international pressures, so linked, obviously, to trade, to market pressures, in particular an inverted yield curve and political pressures. So the increasingly vocal and uh, offensive tweets from President Trump aimed at the Fed to tell them to, to do something. Yes. So if you looked at the data, the US economy is expanding at a reasonable rate. Unemployment is close to or cyclical lows. Inflation is not a long way from their target. Um, and I think Powell sort of expressed what they're doing. It's an insurance cut. There are worrying signs out there, particularly linked to trade, but they can't really influence that. The yield curve is suggesting a level of anxiety Inflation isn't really a problem. Growth is holding up, but you know could slow possibly in the future. They're just keeping an open mind and watching the data. But so I don't, I don't think it was surprising. The market it was well flagged. I think where the tension is is clearly the bond market and the president think they should be doing a lot more. That the risks are bigger to the downside, and the Fed remained quite relaxed. And 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 also if you look at the Fed uh, outcome you know, some members voted against a rate cut, one member voted um, for more rate cuts, some members said they think rates should go up before the end of the year, others said they should go down further, others said they should do nothing. It is very confused, very um, cautious, very tentative, very focused on, you know, watching what happens.
0: If there's confusion on the FOMC, that means that there must be confusion in the market as well. What is the market telling? And when I watched the market last night, I watched the Dow Jones. I think it fell about one percent at one stage, and then managed to, as is its habit, rally back and show a slight gain. What about the capital market? What about the bond market? What about the yield curve? What happened there?
1: So I think the yield curve is saying you need to do more. So having seen a bounce in yields in the last few weeks. And a sort of steepening of the curve, you've seen that unwind somewhat, and, and yields rally, and that that's a sign that bond markets think that interest rates need to go down further. And you know the cut was um, too tentative, so I, I think that for the bond market, the bond market isn't going to believe that this is enough until um, either it's um, proved right or. Um, we start to get you know, clear evidence that actually the slowdown in manufacturing and trade globally isn't causing the U.S. economy to roll over, that consumers are holding up and, and growth is holding up. And ultimately, actually, you get something of a bounce in, in those more cyclical parts of, of the economy.
0: Lots of conspiracy theorists surrounding Donald Trump. He described the FOMC, I think, as boneheads at one stage, which was, which was a very flamboyant way to describe them, I think. But also conspiracy theories are that he's perpetuating the trade war in order to get rates down because of the high amount of debt in his in his empire. But that's all a speculation. But what did Jerome Powell say at the press conference after the rate cut?
1: I think he's clearly been coached. So he was criticised a lot for his last press conference performance where he wasn't very clear what they were doing. You know, he talked about mid-cycle adjustments uh, and people are worried that this is late cycle and so on. I think given he's got a split committee, you know, he was probably more composed in terms of his answers. And essentially, I think he's left the message that the Fed are data dependent. So, you know, they will do more if necessary, that there's no need to panic, um, that they've done enough for now. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's clearly under a lot of pressure. I think bonehead was probably one of the more polite terms that Trump has used yes. uh, recently about about the Fed. So he, they are in a bit of a bind. It, it is it isn't easy because clearly there is a risk that this all uh, escalates into something worse Whether Trump's got a strategy, I mean, clearly, you know, he's trying to do a number of things. He wants to get reelected. Pressuring the Chinese plays well to his base, but not if it ultimately causes a recession. And I think he may have misjudged his ability to um, jawbone the Fed into doing more. And so maybe that tees up the possibility that actually he needs to do a bit of a deal, maybe a cosmetic deal with the Chinese. And maybe the Chinese do, too. Chinese data... Is somewhat soft. So, you know, the meeting's coming up. I don't think anybody expects a complete resolution, but maybe there's enough to keep markets happy uh, and to sort of um, move to more of a, a ceasefire for a while on trade rather than, um, you know, continued escalation.
0: Do you think the Fed's lost a bit of credibility because it was at the end of last year when they were uh, forecasting two to three interest rate hikes in 2019 and then there was a lot of political bluster and suddenly we've got a cut now. We've had two cuts, I think. Do you think that with the split decision as well that they're losing the plot a little bit?
1: Well, I think monetary policy management these days is incredibly impossible. You know, you don't have much in your armoury, you've got, you know, um, exceptional um, measures that you can employ but you want to be careful about how you employ them you know, at least the Fed got rates off zero, got them up a bit and now have room to cut. I don't think they've handled things particularly well. And unfortunately, the problem for Powell is, you know, he doesn't have, I think, an internal philosophy. So he tends to get pushed around by who's shouting loudest, either in the committee or or, uh, outside. And he's obviously also very focused on financial conditions. So one of the issues is, you know, the market is to some extent leading the Fed and that that's problematic. But, it, you know, it's a very hard job to do. You've got, it's not clear how much policy works. It's not clear how much policy room they've got. He is a chairman of a committee. The committee have different views. But you look at the US, I think at least they've half managed things well through this cycle, whereas the ECB are cutting again and they never got rates off big negative numbers. Japan is in the same boat, etc. cetera. I mean, everywhere you look, monetary policy is running out of road. Inflation targeting looks dead as a, a policy prescription uh, and so on. And what, what follows that is, is, is probably the, the interesting question, although you know, I think we're you'd probably need a crisis to find out.
0: As head of multi-asset income at Investec Asset Management in London, uh, was there anything there last night that made you sit down with your team this morning and say, "Wait a second, we've got to change our attitude, we've got to change our strategy, we've got to change our asset allocation"?
1: Not really. I mean, I think it is interesting that you know he. It was probably a bit disappointing, uh, as was the ECB. I think last week, so it was heralded as you know QE forever, but actually, I think. Um, scoped to keep expanding QE was more limited by things like the so-called capital key in, in Europe. And there's a lot of disagreement there, too, on the ECB's board. But, you know, look at stock markets there, back to or, or close to recent highs. So I think actually what's going on at the moment is more about some improvement in data at the margin. So things like data surprises are beginning to become positive, having been negative for a very long period, and also cautious positioning. So I think in the short term, those kind of factors are more important. And, and the way the market's behaving, i.e. not reacting badly to somewhat disappointing news, but actually shrugging it off, tells you, you know, if, perhaps for a little bit, the path of least resistance might be more to the upside than the downside. Although, as we know, these things can change pretty quickly.
0: Yes, indeed. John, thanks so much for your analysis. That's John Stockford, Head of Multi-Asset Income and Investec Asset Management in London.